I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of the Canto Bite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me tonight, not my delightful co-host Brittany Brown. Instead, it's a special guest. It's my dad. Hi, Dad. Hi, <laughs> Emily. This is my dad, Matthew. He's very nice, and he's funny, and you'll like him. Are we having fun yet? Yeah, this is fun. Are you having fun? Oh yeah, you better believe it. Indiana's a <laughs> Indiana's a fun place to be. Hey, we have listeners in Indiana. I know. Like Pence? Is he listening, do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Good. Okay. Hi, Mr. Pence. Vice President Pence. We are so proud of you. (laughs) Not. But at least we got rid of you. Yeah, thanks for that. Sort of. (laughs) So, here I am. Yes, here you are to talk about this, because you just saw a Star Wars movie. Oh, you saw, yeah. You saw The Last Jedi, and I wanted to have you on because you didn't see The Force Awakens, and you don't really care about Star Wars. Well, I wouldn't be quite that dramatic about it. I mean, what do you mean by I don't care about it? Well, I mean, you certainly don't care about it like I care about it. Oh, oh my God. Or like, Does anybody? <laughs> oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing that you need to understand is, okay, for a normal person, I'm a really big Star Wars fan. In terms of Star Wars fans, I am not a very big Star Wars fan. Oh, my God. Things are worse than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean... Like I said, I mean, you didn't see The Force Awakens. What is what is the last Star Wars movie you saw? Did you see the prequels? You know, I think I did. <laughs> I think I... I mean, am I supposed to know that kind of stuff? Well, people generally know whether they've seen movies or not. I'm not exactly sure what I had for supper tonight. Okay. I, I was, I, I was I trying I to remember him. this. I think I did because, but I I didn't see that one, that weird one, uh, you know, three and a half or whatever. Rogue. Rogue. You didn't see see Rogue Rogue One. One. No, I didn't see that. Okay. And you didn't see The Force Awakens, which is the movie that came. Was that the first one? Yes. That was the first one. The first one that was ever made? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're so difficult. I was just kidding. No, that was, I didn't see that. That was just okay. a couple years ago, right? Couple yeah, that years was a ago. couple years ago. And then Rogue One was one that was sort of in between the other but movies. That's a, but that's a prequel. 
Yeah, I guess it technically is. Not just technically, is it? Well, it's definitely a prequel, but it's not like what we what Star Wars fandom means when they say the prequel movies. Yeah. Okay. Those are those three that came later. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I think I saw. I, I might have seen them. You know, it's all sort of fuzzy. But but anyway, I'm sure I saw. I'm sure I saw the the first three because that was when Kevin was growing up. You know, and I think we went to those. Right. Okay. I, I would assume you did, because he had Star yeah. Wars toys. Yeah, but that doesn't mean too much. But because you have Star Wars toys too. Well, yeah, but I mean it. I mean, unless you just sort of like bought him random toys without seeing the movies. Yeah, we saw him. I have confidence that we saw him together. Okay. I I feel like we might you and I might have seen at least the first of the prequels together. But I know I know Kevin and I were doing like the late night screenings then that were like the first of the night. We drove yeah. out to like Pickwick Theater. Over in South Bend. Yeah. See, I went there with somebody to see a Star Wars movie. Okay. But I, yeah, I did. I remember that. Now, you're not, I mean, it's not like you're not at all geeky or you don't get into things. Because, I mean, you you really loved those Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah, those were great. Yeah. And you got really into the Song of Ice and Fire books. And you liked Game of Thrones, the TV show. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not totally hopeless. Is that what you mean? Well, no, but I <laughs> no, that's actually not what I mean at all. Like it's, it's 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 you're not you're not adverse to to science fiction or fantasy, right? Or I'm not just totally oblivious to everything that's going around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and like when with Game of Thrones and stuff like that, like you're the type of person who, if you do get interested in it, you'll be looking at maps. Oh yeah, sure. And that kind of thing. Like the same same with Tolkien, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we've established that. So All right, first off, did you like this movie you just saw? And did you understand it? This was a Star Wars one? <laughs> No, it was the X-Men. It was one of the ones with the guys with the claws. I the claw, the claw, the guy with the claw. I remember him. Was he on but he wasn't on Star Wars, right? No. No. Who was that guy with the claw? Wolverine, Dad. Wolverine, right. Right. I'm just joking, of course. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Because that that's a story about when I came out of the movie or something, right? We came out of yeah. We came out of either it was either the first or the second X-Men movie. And I turned around to you while we were in the parking lot and I said, can you name any of the X-Men? And you said, um, the guy with the claws. And I was, and I was yes. right. All right. Now I will say people, people who listen to this podcast will know that I, well, they'll recognize that because I am terrible with character names. I mean, in the movies, I'm pretty good, but because I'm watching Clone Wars, which is the one of the cartoons, and I'm always describing people as, oh, that sheep-looking alien, or the pirate guy, oh, or the guy with the big face. So, yeah, I think you got some some genetic uh, stuff there from me. 
but you know, you know, like Luke, right? Yes. You know, so if I talk about Luke, you'll know who yes. I'm talking about. Do you know okay, who you're talking so about? Yeah, probably. You mean like uh, the third book in the New Testament? <laughs> yes, that's. This is a Bible podcast. All right. Hey. Well, you know, I actually it is going to be partly that. I'm going to steer it in that direction. Okay. You probably don't know that's coming, but it is. I, well, okay. But, okay, did you like this movie? Yes, I did. And and I didn't sleep through it. I went I went with my brother Dirk with your mm-hmm. with your uh, uncle Dirk. You you're taking him for his birthday, right? Yeah, I was. And I stayed awake the whole time, and we had two great big vats of popcorn, so that helped to keep my attention. I mean, I have to say, you staying awake to it through a two-and-a-half-hour movie is pretty impressive. I, I know. I know. I mean, that, that alone should say something to those tomato people, you know, that this was a great movie. Now, having not seen the movie that came before this one, how... What was that the called? The Force Awakens. Okay, The Force Awakens. How it. how confused were you? Well, you know, like, you mean compared to how confused I usually am about just general living? or <laughs> How confused were you about the story happening on the screen? I know, but I'm just saying it's a relative thing, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I'm, I, I'm always in sort of a confused state. But, I mean, okay, look, so, you've watched... You watched all of The Wire. You watched all of The Sopranos and Deadwood. You can follow plots when you have to. <laughs> yeah, but thank God I wasn't watching like two or three of them at the same time because I wouldn't have been able to. But anyway, yeah, sure. Okay, so you want to know sort of how did I put this all together? Yeah. Uh, it was sort of slowly. Okay. Because, you know, you're sort of sitting there and you say, you're like, who are these bad guys? Yeah. Because they aren't the right bad guys. They're similar to those bad guys. Yeah, but I'm saying they aren't the right ones. Uh Uh-huh. They're they're other bad guys. Yeah, they're they're not the Empire. They're the Order of some The First Order. Okay, they're the First Order. Okay, so they're the bad guys. And then, and then you have... You know, then there were these new people, like that Ray girl. And, yes. And that, oh my God, I'm so glad you remember her name. And and uh, Kylo, Kilo, Kylo, Kilo, Kylo, 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 Kylo. What's his last name? Kylo something. Well, Kylo Ren, but that's sort of like Darth Vader. It's not like his name. Yeah, and actually, then see, you, you wonder who's he, and then you sort of figure it out after a while that because of you know that because of because of uh, Luke mm-hmm. you sort of figure out that this is let me see Luke Luke is an uncle okay yes. see that's pretty good but you know that because his name he's Solo because he is uh, uh, he's he's a Solo right Yes, Kylo? he's a solo. Yes. Hey, dude, I know what yes. I'm talking about here. Okay, so, and and then he, 
is sort of like being drawn into the dark side. Or he's, uh, he's actually on the dark side. So something yes, happened there the ahead side. of time in the last movie. Or was he in the, he was in the last movie, right? He, he, he started, he was already a bad guy when we first see him. But the him. last movie. Okay. Yes, in the last movie, it he was the bad. We didn't we didn't know until about halfway through the movie that he was Han and Leia's oh. son. But we knew he okay. he was like the bad guy. Okay, but then, but then Han and Leah they split up. They did. But this had to be years and years later because I mean. Yeah. Okay. So this is all years later then, because because uh, this Kylo guy is already grown up, or is a young man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This these movie like the Force Awakens starts thirty years after. Um. Okay. Return of the Jedi. And then and then this movie starts up right where. The Force Awakens ended. Okay, so that's no time, no time gone by there. Yeah, like the the movie ends with Ray holding up the lightsaber to Luke on that okay, mountain. Okay, got it. Yep. And uh, and Han disappeared. I mean, did so? I I know. Some people say he died, but did he really die? He died in the last movie. Yeah, no, he got he got stabbed in the chest with a lightsaber by his son. But he's not going to pull some Jedi trick and come back, even though he's... Well, no, because Han's not a Jedi. I know. he. Well, he's a, he's a good guy. He is a good guy, but he's not a Jedi. No, he's, he's sort of like... Uh, uh, uh-oh, we're getting into names here again. The guy in okay. the guy in this movie, who, Poe. Yes. Because Poe is sort of a non. He's not a Jedi, is he? No, he's not a Jedi. He no, he's just part of the rebellion he, or the resistance. But he has sort of that, uh, you know, anti. I mean, sort of a, a yeah, sort of a cynical view towards all that stuff, even though he's sort of on the right side. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. I mean, he's not he's not as cynical as Han was, but he definitely is, you know, the sort of uh, cocky Yeah, right. will will disobey orders if right. he thinks and that's he's what right. That's happening guy. in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then there's all this stuff and and uh this girl goes back to get uh to try to get Luke to help the struggling group yes. to uh, go against these bad order uh, order people. Yeah. Yes. Man, do I've got this down? And so there's this. <laughs> okay, so there's this planet that Luke has sort of exiled himself to, or was he sent there? No, he. Yeah, he pretty much exiled himself. Okay. And so she's trying to do this, and he's refusing, and then, then a bunch of stuff happened there, right? Yes. Okay. See, I know that. And a bunch uh, of stuff did happen. I mean, you figure in two and a half hours something's got to happen. 
right? <laughs> no, that's fine. And then there's these other two guys, um, the African-American guy. He's actually British. That His name is Finn. Okay, Finn. And the Vietnamese woman. Uh, her name is Rose. Okay, Rose. Okay, so they go... They go off on a on sort of like a separate quest. Yes. And they are trying to find the uh, the decoder guy. Yes. Because they want to be able to get rid of that tracking device. You're doing a really good job, I have to say. Yeah. Well, I know that the the tracking device was in that window. You know that big pulsing thing. So they yeah. had to find the, the decoder guy to be able to break that so they could get away they could do make their light jumps without getting caught again right yeah yes and i'm trying to think who that decoder guy is did they find the decoder guy or did they find a second best decoder guy they found a second best decoder he's cool. guy. yes he's very cool yeah but he's weird. weird but he's a good actor don't you think Oh, yeah, that's Benicio Del Toro. He was in Usual Suspects and Sicario yeah, and a bunch of other stuff. I mean, they did some weird things with him, I thought. But but he has such a, uh, I mean, he's so cool, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm hoping he comes oh, back in the next movie. he really movie. should because, I mean, he's so interesting and cynical and, you know, uh, he's he's quite a character. So did did you like those scenes, like on the on the big casino planet? Oh, that's where they were trying to find him. The, yeah. The uh, record the decoder guy. Well, you know it, yeah. it's reminiscent, right? I mean, of the earlier movies. Uh huh. Okay. And, um, it's sort of, I mean, there's more humor there than there is in most of the rest of the movie. I mean, that's where a lot of the humor stuff comes out. Yeah. Yeah, and all the, I mean, there's lots of funny characters there. Yeah, like the little, the, the little alien guy who thinks the, the droid BB-8 is a slot machine. Yeah, he starts sticking coins in him. Yeah, yeah, that was sort of funny. And then it's funny when that comes back later when he shoots those at somebody to try to as a defensive thing. Who are they fighting when he's shooting those back at back those out? Those are just like the the police department of the of the oh. casino. Okay, yeah, that's so that's later on that same scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a cool scene. And then and then they're having this uh, you know, okay, I'm just sort of just am I describing this thing or what? Yeah. Okay, so they have this big this big thing, and then the, then there's the weird thing with uh, between Ray and this uh, Kylo guy, where they keep um, they keep you know melding their forces together from very distant area, like they're able to do this from interplanetary communication or whatever with the yeah. force with the force, and and they seem to be tugging at each other. And each of them is trying to get to the other one, I guess, to draw the other one to their side or whatever, it seems to me. But anyway, she seems overly fond of him. <laughs> Don't you think? 
Yeah, I'm hoping they don't do that. You're hoping they don't go there, huh? Well... Unless she goes to the dark side, then that would be okay. Yeah, it just was a little... Because, you know, later in the film, when he's doing the whole, you don't matter to anybody but me, that's a little bit gross. Who said that? Like, he says that to her when oh, they're yeah. when he's when he's trying to convince her to stay. Yeah, that's sort of yucky, huh? Like I care about you, but nobody else does. To everybody else, you're nothing. Well, who does like her? Everybody in the resistance and okay. Finn and Finn, who was trying to find her the whole movie. Oh yeah, that's true. Although he falls for that other girl, right? Maybe. I mean, she falls for him, definitely. Yeah, but he seems fond of her. Yeah. Although she he, he, she tries to... Uh, that's the funny scene there, when she drugs him or whatever, and tries to turn him in because she thinks he's escaping. Yeah, when she tasers him. But he's really trying to secretly get away to get this thing back, right? Well, at that point, he was trying... He was just trying to get away to find Ray. Okay. Or rather... To, to get away because she knew that Ray was going to come back there and he didn't want her to get caught too. Okay. Oh, I see. So he really does like her. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think I remember that now. So anyway, they have that whole side thing going there. Mm-hmm. Which seems... And I don't know. It seems like that's not... It seems like... Well, that movie was long, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the reasons why, I guess, because you have maybe too much going. But anyway, back on that other planet, then all these things are happening, and and uh, and Ray sort of falls into that dark place with the mirror thing. Yeah. And she sees the future and past rays or whatever that's supposed to be. But anyway, it's a good effect anyway, right? Yeah, it's really cool looking when she's snapping. And what's cool about it is that it doesn't happen simultaneously. Yeah. It happens, sequen- it happens sequentially. And I thought that was pretty, sort of cool, you know. And then, and then that movie ends with a great big desperate standoff. Uh, well, there's other things that happen, like, uh, like what's her name out in the, you know, like Leah out there in the in the middle of these of space. Yeah. With with crystals over her body. That's a very controversial Which, scene. Theme. Scene. Well, scene. Okay. Do you want me to tell you why it's controversial? Sure. Well, I don't know if it's a problem. I mean, there's a physical problem. Because I, I had actually a couple a uh, couple months ago, there was somebody on who was asking the question, "What happens if you go, you know, take off your space suit in outer space?" Okay. But then she's, you know, she's uh, she has the force, so you know, I guess anything could happen, right? Yeah. People people were yeah. mad about her having the force. Mad? Why? <sighs> Okay, I mean, because she's a woman, partially. Yeah, but she's always had the force, hasn't she? 
Well, yeah. It's definitely hinted at throughout the other movies. And her, I mean, her twin brother is extremely powerful. And she's been able to sense things before. We've never seen her use it like this, but... Oh, I see. Okay, do you mean like to drag herself back to the ship and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we've never seen her, you know, like lifting rocks or anything. Oh, so this is pretty unusual. Yeah, but we have seen her, you know... Like I said, like she's always... Like there's been like a connection with her and Luke and she was able to withstand interrogation and stuff like that, which would presume that she has pretty good force mental powers. But now she's in outer space, and she's there for longer than 90 seconds, I suppose. (laughs) Okay, but we also hear sound in space in Star Wars. Okay, and that's sort of weird, too. But from what I've read, you got 90 seconds. Okay. See, I used to have this idea that you would sort of explode, and you don't do that. But you, you, uh, I did read one thing. It says never hold your breath if you if you uh, get out of your spaceship in outer space. I mean, if you get out of your suit in outer space. So remember that little tip. I okay. Mean, say my my dad saved my life because I'm not going to hold my breath. Because if you hold your breath, then your something will rupture, you know, and some bad things happen. Okay, but you, I'll keep that in mind. But you only have 90 seconds, and then and you lose consciousness after 15 seconds. Okay, but do you, use con- like do you lose consciousness after 15 seconds if you have magical force powers? Well, she didn't seem like she was conscious, did she? Well, I mean, she is in a coma afterwards. Yeah, for a long time. And it does take a long time to recover from that. But see, the the other thing is that you swell up really, really, really big. Oh, yeah? And she didn't, she didn't swell up at all. <laughs> but your skin, your skin, miraculously, in outer space, is able to keep you from exploding. Okay. And she didn't swell up at all, so that must have been the force thing, too, right? Yeah. It's all the force. And she has, and your eyeballs start to uh, boil. Oh, that's nasty. But then your sight comes back if you get saved in that ninety seconds, you know, or something like that. Slowly comes back. It's like nothing. They're the reason why they know this is they've done this with chimpanzees and stuff. It's really sad. Dogs or something like that. In vacuum, not in outer space, but. And chimpanzees have shown that some of them come back after two and a half minutes or something like that. Okay. I mean, I that's a little bit sad. But any... <laughs> well, it is if you're a chimpanzee. No, you're being no that's what I'm saying. It's pretty fucked up. You shouldn't do that to chimpanzees. How about if you're a lobster? I mean, I don't care about lobsters so much. <laughs> You can't. Okay, you know why? Because you can't. You can't teach a lobster sign language. <laughs> How do you know? Have you ever tried to? Look, lobster, lobsters are basically. I mean, you can't teach a lobster sign language. They're not like. They're not as close to people as chimpanzees are. Yeah, but then why is Europe banned the? Uh throwing lobsters in hot pots, you know, of water. Well, there's a big difference between I don't 
I don't think this is a, you know, a creature with a deep emotional life, and I think we should torture this creature for fun. Yeah. See, the reason why I'm, I'm getting off onto that tangent is because I just saw, I just listened to a podcast tonight about whether we should be boiling uh, lobsters alive. And it's from a guy who's a purely a scientist, you know, and he just, and so he's just looking at scientifically what's been shown about the ability of lobsters to feel pain. And it's okay. controversial. So what was the answer? Well, the answer was that it's not clear. And so therefore, why not just you know, give them a mercy killing first. And that's where you just chop their head, right? Yeah, you put a knife through the back of their neck or something in, in a certain place. I don't, I've never tried it before, so. But I guess there weren't any lobsters in this movie. No, there's no lobsters. There's some, <laughs> there's some space penguin looking creatures. Yeah, those were those were sort of. You cool. like those? They're called the porgs. Now I have to ask these questions because this is what this is what my co-host Brittany wanted to know. Because first of all, I mean she's obsessed with porgs, but she also likes because she, why? Because they're cute and they're funny. Oh, I think I think they're very cute. I agree and with that her. one when when Chewbacca's about to eat one. Yeah. And the other one is like looking at it with the, looking at Chewie with the big quivering eyes. Oh my God! And when and when Chewbacca like screams, and then the other one screams too. Doesn't that happen in that? Yeah, that happens too. Ah! Yeah, that was funny. Did Did you like the big space horses, the ones on the casino planet that they rescue? Yeah, they were sort of cute too, don't you think? Yeah, they were a little bit weird looking. I thought. Well, yeah, but I mean, do you expect? Uh, creatures from other planets to not look weird oh no i mean (laughs) i mean like i liked them in general the only time i didn't particularly like it is the scene when they're when they're riding one because then it's like oh that's a that's very cg cg and i mean obviously it was all cg but when you put a person on top of it it's, it's much more obvious yeah but that's sort of like what's his name in that earlier one uh that everyone was mad at who was cg who am I uh, Jar 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 Binks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and and People did you like did you like the the crystal foxes that made like the wind chimey sound? Yeah, no, those were sort of cool. I thought it, I I mean they sort of threw them in just so they would somehow figure out their way out of this place, right? Yeah. I thought that was a little bit weird because. I mean, they think they're trapped in there, but then there's these big passageways, and they never thought to go through these big passageways to find their way out. Well, there, because that wasn't really a passageway. It was. It was like it had it had caved in somewhere. Because there's a scene when. Well, yeah, there were there were rocks at the when end. When there's a scene when C-3PO is saying that he's studied all the all the diagrams and all the maps and there's not there's not supposed to be another way out okay. it's supposed to but be they, like a like a entirely sealed place it's just that over the years yeah okay but but the crystal guy the crystal foxes seem to know their way out real easily yeah maybe they maybe, are, maybe, maybe, maybe animals maybe are better at that maybe they, they maybe they have the force, force. I think they have the force. They're Jedi's in disguise. Okay, I'll accept that. Okay. Now, 
Oh, I mean, we've you've t- described pretty much the f- like the first half of the movie. We don't need to go over it all in detail, but I thought I was at the end. Well, except for a lot of the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we haven't talked about now Snoke, who is the messed up looking guy on the throne. Yeah, he was sort of cool though. Yeah. Cool looking. Now, now yeah. what did you think of that that all of that stuff? Okay, you know, then we're going to get into this force thing again. Yeah, it's a pretty any, big part of Star Wars. Yeah, I know. Huh, do we have to talk about the force again? <laughs> we don't have to talk about the force. <laughs> well, anyway. Did you like that any, did you like that fight scene though? I I like some parts about it. Okay. I mean, he gets it. He gets the the force thing right through his stomach or something or through his side. Yeah. But anyway, that's because of. Uh, see, I didn't know whether it was, uh, was whether that was uh, Ray's doing or if that was Kylo's doing. Do, who do you think? No, that's Kylo's doing. That was Kylo's doing. Yeah, he was using. He was like using the one he was holding, sort of as like a. That's right. That's as, right. As and a so, mechanism for controlling the other one. And that probably distracted Snoke, so he wasn't paying attention or something like yeah. that. Yeah even though he seems to be a person who should know what's going on around him. Yeah, but he's also very arrogant. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's but he's often... also very but he's also very suspicious, so he should have been more suspicious. Yeah, he should have been. Okay. Okay, so then then that happens and then and then he's all he's all, you know, join me. Join me, you know, that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And then she realizes what he's talking about, that he's not going to come tripping over to her bright little side. He wants to take her into the dark side or whatever. Right? That's a really good impression, by the way. (laughs) And so so she lets him stand at the altar and... Oh, no, then they get into that big... Well, they get into that big battle... Before that, yeah, that was pretty good. Okay, against all those red things, you know. Yeah, that was pretty cool, don't you think? No, I love that. I think it's one of the probably one of the best fight scenes yeah. in Star Wars. Yeah, and see, sometimes you just forget about, you know, let's just have a good fight scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so they think, oh, people don't want to see a fight scene anymore. Well, maybe they do. Maybe that's why they're watching Star Wars is to see another fight scene. So that was a good that was one. A, that was a good one. And all the red everywhere. Do you see that? I did. See, there's I mean, a lot of red. Yeah, it makes it sort of evil looking the whole thing. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of red in this whole movie. Yeah. Like when they at the end when they're on that salt planet. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So when, so anyway, they are having this big struggle back and forth, and that's I, I mean that's sort of permeates the last second half of the movie doesn't it their struggle back and forth and with either their love or they're trying to pull each other different directions and then that hand holding or almost hand holding thing from the different planets that's interesting right yeah and then we're back let's so let's go back to the resistance slash the rebellion and 
they're they're making a run for they're it. Still, they're still running away. Making a run and, for that hideout. Yeah, they're running for the hideout. Well, Vice Admiral Holdo, she's the one with the purple hair. Yeah, stays behind. What do you? So, what do you think of her? I I I really like her. Um, I always love Laura Dern. That's the actress. And I oh. thought it was cool to. This was a, this is the first of the movies that she's been in. I see. Well, so she disappeared, and she took over after uh, when when Leia's in the coma. Yeah. When Leia's, yeah, okay, and then she has this big run-in with Poe. Yes. And, and then later Poe sort of kicks her out and takes over. Yes, he mutinies. But then, in the end, you find out that she's really, you know, what she's made out of because she sacrifices herself. Did you like that scene? I did. I thought that was okay. I mean, yeah, I thought that was very good because, you know, I mean, it sort of solidifies. If you didn't if you didn't uh, know where she was coming from before then, then you sure knew then. Yeah. What she was made out of, you know. Yeah. I mean, she so, You know, that's a really big explosion that she causes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes out everything, doesn't it? Did she you, just goes you, careening. Yeah. Yeah, she goes careening into the big ship, right? Yeah, she because she goes into what she does is she she puts the ship into into hyperdrive. Hyperdrive and s- sends it right yeah. at it, and so then everything's is a chain reaction from that point. Yeah, and then and, and then we're down on the planet. Right, and then there's the big thing with the with the hologram thing, right? Yeah. It's really, except they don't know it's a hologram. Well, it's not hologram. Okay, this is the thing. Put all it's, your guns on Luke. Put them on. And, bah, 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 and then it comes out. Yeah. And then it comes out. Oh, I'm still alive. <laughs> well, we'll we'll go with the term hologram. I know there are people yelling at their computers when they're listening to this. Because, yeah. well, because holograms exist in Star Wars and are, and are like a, you know, a thing that they can send by by a computer whereas luke is luke is using the force okay so it's not a it's not a scientific thing it's a spiritual hologram How about yeah that's that? fine and people remember i'm your dad so i don't really know anything anyway right <laughs> yeah that's fine well no i just wanted <laughs> yeah. to say that because I, I now when when you first saw luke on that planet did did you think he was really there? Yeah, I did. Didn't you? Well, I mean, they don't show him sitting on that mountain. Until no, later. no, no, no. When when he first showed up, I I wasn't sure because when I first showed up, I thought maybe, I thought it was maybe going to be like, oh, just Alea can see him or something, and he was just coming to say goodbye. But then when everybody uh-huh. else was interacting with him, I thought he really was there. And it wasn't until towards the end of, like, it wasn't until, I mean, obviously when they do the whole fire on that guy, and then he's just standing there, perfectly fine, and brushes off his shoulder. Then you start to get suspicious. Well, that's that's pretty suspicious, yes. Yeah. And so, that was sort of cool, I guess. Okay. Now, question is, does he die in the end? Well... 
it depends what you mean by death. I would say, I would say physically, yes, he's dead. Like, we're not going to see a physical Luke Skywalker ever again. But, you know, we do see, like we see the, the force ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi in the other movies. And <laughs> like we see, like we see Yoda in this movie. Like we see like Yoda and Obi-Wan and Vader all in one. Yeah. Wasn't that with that big cheering crowd one? Yeah, that's at the end of, the of end. Jedi with the Ewoks. Okay, that was that was stupid. Okay, but it's the end of your movie, and it you know it's like a nice. Yeah, but you can put o you can put Yoda and Obi Wan there, but why do you put Vader there? Because they've made up. Well, it is his dad. I know. Okay, so after you've destroyed a planet, I mean, he destroyed a planet, right? Well, yeah, no, look, I don't, I don't disagree with you. And this is a, this is a debate. We've actually, <laughs> this is no, this is a discussion we've actually had on this podcast a lot because it's something that, that bothers me is because people always talk of, oh, because in the, and it's the same conversation that people are having now about Kylo Ren, which is, oh, can this character be redeemed? And I'm like, well, what does redemption mean? Because yeah, somebody can do something good in their last moments like Darth Vader did. But right. does that make up for killing millions of people? Killing millions of people. Yeah. Or is it, you know, does it happen over 100 years instead of, you know, like 14 days or something like that? Yeah. You know. Okay, I've got to think about photo that. Okay, I forgive you. You're my hero <laughs> now. <laughs> but anyway, we jumped back a little ways there. Yeah, so... So what what do you think? Like, do you do you were you surprised that they, I mean, quote unquote, killed off Luke in this movie when there's still one more movie to go? No, because I didn't know he was killed off for sure. Okay. So I mean, when, when he dis when see, he disappeared, what did what was you your see thought? The flapping. You mean the flapping clothes thing? Yeah. Well, we're gonna have to go into a religious discussion here. Okay. Yeah. This would be good. My friend Eric will like this. He will. Yeah. He works okay, at a church. Okay, so. Oh, he works at a church. What did? What does he do? Is he like a church mouse? Yes, he's a church mouse professionally. <laughs> okay, so, you know, the, the idea of like Jesus descending into heaven or something like that. You know, is he alive uh -huh. or is he dead? Type of thing. You know. Okay. But you see the cloth sort of disappearing. I mean, you see that, and you think, okay, he's dead. But how how would he have died, and why? I mean, nobody sh shot him or stabbed him or anything. Well, now let's go back to. Did he have a heart attack? I mean, he did. He did just like force project himself across the galaxy. Okay, so he spent his last breath or something. Well, okay, okay. Let's let's go back. To, then why isn't? To, okay, then wait. Why isn't? Uh, let's go back to a New Hope, which is the fir the first oh Star Wars movie. God. No, no, no. My, head, my head's hurting. Okay, and <laughs> you remember? You know who Obi Wan Kenobi is, right? Because we were just talking about him. You it's are Alec our, Guinness. You're our only help. You're our only hope. Yes, and that guy? Alec, played by Alec Guinness. And he has that fight scene with Vader. And when he has the whole, you know, if you strike me down, I only, 
be more powerful, but he disappears before Vader hits him with the saber. Yes, okay. So there's precedent for this. But he's but, still sort of struck down by him, isn't he? I don't know. I mean, he was he was about to be. And he chose to go in that moment. Right. But that allows everybody else to escape, right? Yes. Okay. So the question is what, when you are a super like powerful force user, what, what death means? I mean, because, you know, Luke has that discussion with Ray at the beginning of the forces, you know, the connecting power of everything. Yeah. yeah. And Yoda's dead. He's yeah, dead. Yoda's dead. Yeah. That he's there in this movie. Yeah, and it's not, it's obviously not just a, you know, oh, this is somebody's memory of somebody. Like, imagination, yeah. Right. Yeah, like Yoda is a real, like, he's a real presence in this movie. He he can even touch Luke. Yeah, okay. And he can call down lightning. Uh-huh. So he's probably not dead. <laughs> well, again, it depends what death means. <laughs> but that... Depends what you mean by life. Oh, my God. See, people, this is what I grew up with. It's why you're so mixed up. So, <laughs> so, so you think, would you consider Luke to be dead? No, I didn't. I didn't. When the movie, during the movie, I didn't. No. Okay. So what did you, did, what, did you think? He went where, to heaven. <laughs> okay. Where all the forest people are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's like just floating up there with Jesus. <laughs> Jeebus. Jeebus. I don't even believe Jeebus. <laughs> oh my God. We got off on a different tangent there, didn't we? That's okay. We have lots of tangents on our show. Yeah. So anyway, whether he's dead or not, I guess we'll find out. But I, you know, I, I guess the consensus is he's dead. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. The, I mean, the consensus is that he's probably going to be in the next movie in some capacity. The probably not major thing. Yeah. And probably as, you know, yeah. a force ghost. This movie is a changing of the guard. Yes. Okay, now. So, is it true that Ray is from nowhere? I personally hope so. Because I I think it's it's better to have her story be about her and not be like, "Oh, she's secretly, you know, Kenobi's granddaughter or something. Genetic connection yeah. to the force. Like I don't I don't yeah. I don't want her character to be important because she's related to somebody else. There's there's a tendency in Star Wars to like connect everything. And I, I think that makes your storytelling too small. Right. See, this is where they get into the a biblical area again. 
Okay, go on. Because, because they say, you know, I don't know how much you know about the Bible, but you did go to Sunday school every once in a while when you were little. And I went a lot until second grade, and then I stopped. Yeah. For a while, I was taking you up there and letting you off. Remember that? So I remember what I mostly did was color things and learn about the importance of sharing. And one time during Bible camp, I got to sit on a donkey. Wow, a real live one, you mean? Yeah, like a real donkey. They had a real donkey. Yeah, that's, I don't remember that, but that's pretty cool. Those are that's what those those are my that's my religious upbringing. See, I did my job as a as a father. <laughs> I did well. So anyway. Oh, and I got to be I got to be a, a sheep. Oh yeah, the, uh, during the, during the Christmas, Christmas pageant. pageant. Yeah, you probably got to be an angel at one time too. No, I didn't stay long enough to be an angel. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm afraid you didn't quite make it as a Mennonite. Although you still have it in your genes, so you know later on you might all of a sudden find some force there. I can, that, I, can I consider myself ethnically yeah, Mennonite. Yeah, you are in a lot of ways. Now, so anyway, what I was saying about about Ray is it is it you know like eventually? Well, what happens when the Jews, you know, uh, Jesus is a Jew, but he opens up the things to everybody, sort of, you know, and for the Gentiles and for everybody. And so you don't have to be of a particular lineage, you don't have to be of a of a particular line or family, but you can be just anybody. And that's where I see that with Ray, you know, she just comes out of nowhere and is able to somehow sense the force even though she is, you know, pretty much of a nothing in terms of a line but maybe she isn't mm -hmm. it, you know they might surprise us next time and maybe she'll be something but that's the way you know this whole thing is so religious it sort of like creeps me out sometimes star wars yeah and it's sort of weird I mean, let's talk about the force. Okay. So, you have this highly technological backdrop. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's hugely technological. Yes. And so it's basically pure science that has gotten everybody to where they are and, you know, zipping through space and jumping light years and doing all this incredible stuff, you know. And then you have the force, which is sort of like something completely different. And so that's sort of like religion right there. It's a very religious uh, series, wouldn't you think? Yeah, definitely. I mean, because you have people, you even have people like Han at the beginning of the of the series who who doesn't believe in the force. Yeah, there you go. You know, and everything is like, you know, you just have to have faith in sort of a way. You know, you just reach out and have faith that it's going to be there. Now, in, in Star Wars, though, it's always there, you know, <laughs> in the way that maybe, you know, in the Christian world, it's not always there. But it always seems to be there when you need it sort of a thing, you know.
Mm-hmm. And so it's almost sometimes too overt to my liking. Okay. It's almost, it's almost, you know, like, oh, it's going to be okay because the force will come along and any kind of problems you have there will be taken care of by this force, you know? No matter how, you know, overcome you are with things and how desperate things look. And uh, still, you know, in the end, it's going to save you from whatever difficulty you're in. So that's one thing. It seems a little bit. And I, I mean, is, is this, am I wrong or is this particular episode more religious than some of the others? I mean, maybe in that, I mean, I mean, obviously we get some of, of Yoda's training with Luke and the other movies when he's sort of, when he's explaining the force to Luke. But I would say that, that Luke's explanation of the force to Ray does seem more overtly religious. The other thing it seems to me is that the, it seems like the, the good and evil side of the force, so to speak. I mean, it seems more and more like the force is not two things, but it's one thing. Yes, this is a, this is a big debate in in Star Wars. Yeah, and see, I'm sort of of the uh, of the opinion that it that it has to be one thing, but that's just more because it's impossible for it to be two things. Yeah, because if it was two things. Are you going to follow me here? Okay, I'm following you. There's two okay. things. Let's say there's a, a good force and an evil force, okay? And there's two right. things that exist. Good force mm-hmm. and the bad force. Okay. So what is in between them? See, that's the problem I have. We're, is what, what, would a, like, what would a neutral force yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, there can't be anything between them. I mean, there's good force and a bad force, but in between them would be an impossibility. And yet there would have to be some separation of them unless they were one. And if there was any separation at all, you know, then they would be two. So I think it's impossible for there to be two. It has to be one. The force has to be one thing. But then in my mind, there's all kinds of problematic things with that, because if you have if good and evil are the same, are just, just sort of like different sides of the same, you know, two two sides of a coin, then then the evil side is justified just as much as the good side. It's for some sort of a purpose, maybe. You know, maybe maybe mm-hmm. the evil side is the forgetting side, and the and and the good side is the remembering side, or something like that. Well, all right. Now, do you do you think that the force itself is good and evil or that it's just people can channel it both in good and evil ways? But if they can channel it in good or evil ways, then it has to sort of have an evil side to it, doesn't it? Well, it depends. I guess it depends what the force is. 
if the force is just if the force is just magic in a way that like you know Harry Potter yeah. magic works then it's there there's no it's not magic itself that's good or bad you know you never you never talk yeah. about magic like that it's you can do good things with it or you can do bad things with it but magic doesn't care cuz it's it's just a thing that you can do i see you're saying the force could be like that too if if the force is just you know this sort of magical almost like just a you know a part a, a certain kind of en- energy that we don't understand yeah but that doesn't seem to be the way it, they use it there yeah but if it is a religious thing if it is some sort of spiritual I don't know, like, God being thing, then, then I, yeah, yeah, I think it, you're, you're right that the fact that people can, you know, do it to conquer the galaxy is, is, is pretty bad. The other weird thing about it to me is that both the good side and the bad side, in the end, they always seem to rely on force. Now you're using a, a like a lowercase force here, right? Yeah, yeah. Like like physical I mean, force. Physical violence. Yeah. They always rely on that. And yeah. so and so those, if you take up the the bright the light side, you know, nevertheless, in the end, you take your you take your saber and chop somebody in half in some great big battle against them, you know. And if you're on the dark side, you take. A, you know, your lightsaber and try to chop somebody in half. And so they're both trying to chop each other in half. And one of them says, well, I'm using the, the, the light side, and the other I'm using the dark side, you know, and yet... And so it's sort of funny that in the end, it's the technology, this scientific technology is used by both sides to try to pulverize the other. Well, then that's where we go to to Benicio. I mean, we go back to Benicio del Toro, the the you know the code breaker, who's who sort of is is making that point about the whole war between the First Order and the Resistance, mm-hmm. which is and you know and that's his answer is you know live free, don't join. Now I don't. I think as an audience, we're supposed to think he's wrong. Yeah. But but I mean there's not there's not a lot of pacifism in Star right, Wars. That's what I I wonder about that because if there is this big fight between good and evil then I think the good has to be much better than what the evil side is using to try to win its case, you know. And so mm-hmm. the only the only glimmers I get of that are when when there is a an obvious sacrifice. You know, I'm not going to try to kill you, kill me type of a thing. Because in doing that, I can possibly save somebody else. Then I can understand that. But if it's a good, you know, using the lightsaber to try to destroy somebody else, that just seems sort of weird to me that that both the both good and evil are using the same 
weapons to try to destroy the other. The good side should have something much better than lightsabers to uh, to win out, you know. But I mean, it's just the I mean, you can't make a movie about that. And so, so I can I understand why it happens, you know. Every movie, whether it's whether it's Lord of the Rings or the you know, it's it's always that that the good side uses the same force as the bad side, which is hacking up the other side up with swords or with lightsabers or with whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to get away from. In yeah, and and therefore it's hard to really, I think, get at the what the what the the real difference is between good and evil when you have both of them existing using the same violence, so to speak. Mm Hmm. Wow, this got this got much more serious than I thought it was going to be when I asked you to do okay, this. Okay, let's do let's do a switch then, because one, oh, one of these people asked about PC. Hi. Oh yeah, I, I should qualify. I should qualify this because um, I don't know if you've been following this at all, but people were very upset. That not and I will say not the person asking this question because if they were, we would have kicked them out of the Facebook group. But people who were very upset about the fact that. It wasn't all, like, white dudes. Yeah, I know. But I, see, after after I read that that question about uh, what did you think about the sort of like the charges that it's too PC? Is that what she said? Mm-hmm. It was a he. Yeah. Um, then I went and started reading some of the stuff. Oh, oh my oh, God. God. It's like the trolls came out, you know, <laughs> let's get some It's pretty blood. bad, isn't it? You know, I'm never going to watch this thing again because, you know, there was a woman who was, you know, oh, my God. But it just made me depressed. I mean, I, I just read and read and read and, you know, it was nothing but. Okay, so there's a legitimate thing about. Mm-hmm about PC-ness, you know? I I mean, I get some mm-hmm. of that. Like when the other side is saying, you can't say that, you know, that kind of a thing, to where they're trying to enforce PC-ness by, by force or something like that, you know? I can understand that. But my goodness, don't they realize what kind of a world we live in? Or... Or used to live in. <laughs> I don't. Of course, think they do. you know, in this age of Trump, you know, what do you say? I mean, it's like, you know, take me back to the wonderful 1950s or whatever, you know, and when everything was white and beautiful, but and male and white and beautiful, or whatever. But I think when people see a change, you know, right now is all they can say is PC, PC, you know, and and they don't see any. <laughs> Because, and you get this, this is something I see, and you see it a lot with, like, the the GLBT stuff, too, which is always, you know, even, like, having a woman or a person of color or a gay character, it's always, oh, you're cramming it down our throats. Yeah. Or it's diversity for diversity's sake, when really, diversity is much more natural. 
Like, if you look around, like, if, like, I, you know, I mean, yeah, I live in New York, but, like, the idea that, that on these, like, huge spaceships with people from tons of different planets, that it would be more natural for it to just all be white guys. Well, see, I think somehow people can take that easier than they can take a, when they're talking all about humanoids. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you could take somebody from planet Xernon looking, you know, very, very strange and, ha- and being a totally different color and totally different shapes and totally different forms or whatever. That it's yeah, but easier. Then, then you put in a black guy and it's like a yeah. huge deal. Yeah, then it's a huge deal. And, you know, I, I mean, I understand the idea of, you know, they're doing this in a constraint. I mean, it, that it maybe seems contrived. And I think why it seems contrived to people is because they are so used to seeing only one thing. And then when all when yeah. all of a sudden it changes, it seems to contrived. And maybe it is contrived. What I think about is, uh, is advertising, you know, the way that has happened. And in advertising, I would say that it's definitely contrived. It's contrived because... Uh, well, you want to make money and you want to sell things for one thing on, on that level. But also it's a recognition that we are selling our things to many different people. And in the past, just showing a white dudes all the time, uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. And so you start throwing these, you know, you start throwing in, you know, a, a, a much more of a melting pot. And people look at that and they say, oh, that looks contrived. You know, they did this on purpose. Yeah, they did it on purpose. And they did it for a pretty good reason that, you know. I mean, did you notice how just in the last year or so or two years, all of a sudden you start to see, you know, interracial couples with children on advertising, you know, in just sort of a very relaxed way, like with the cars, selling cars and selling, you know, it's just... and. And yeah. people can look at that and say, oh, this is contrived, you know, and stuff like that. But it's just like, I mean, I, I imagine that kids who are seeing that for the first time, they look at it and it just seems normal to them. It doesn't seem contrived. Mm-hmm. So I'd go. Yeah. And like I have, like I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends with, with, with young daughters who are who are you know like seeing the Star Wars stuff for the first time, and like they love Ray so much. Like and they all you know they have Ray dolls and they have Ray shirts and like they ask they ask their their like one of them like um, one of my friends is always putting up pictures because his daughter wants him to do her hair like yeah, Ray's. That's sort of cute. And so it's just, you know, it's it's cool that they have this, you know, really kick-ass, powerful female character. And that to them, they'll just grow up with. Like, it'll be completely part of their childhood. Yeah, sure. And so it's like, I don't know if that, this contrived thing and this PC thing, you know, it just seems like, these are the people that want it to be like it used to be. 
Yeah. And that's not the world. The other thing is that, you know, I think, I mean, I was looking at the uh, the gross uh, take on these movies, you know, which is astronomical. But mm-hmm. I think the, uh, like I was talking to you earlier today about the, you know, the top, it's the second top franchise next to, next to? Pokemon. Yay, you know that. But anyway, uh, the uh, the gross on every movie outside of the United States was way higher than inside the United States. Way higher on every single movie. And, and on the later movies, it was more like of a factor of three. And I think on one of the movies, it was, yeah. a, it was a factor of four. In other words, they're making four times more money outside the United States than in the United States. And they have a global, they have a global audience here. And as uh, one person I was reading, they said, do you think that the rest of the world only wants to see white guys in these movies? (laughs) Seriously? (laughs) They just want to see a bunch of, you know, it's just so weird. Well, it's this, it's this idea that, it's a, it's a very per- pervasive idea that white is the default. Yeah, right. And so that, like, any any character who is not white, there needs to be a, a good reason, like, plot-wise, for them to not be white. When really it's just because, well, because they're people, and some a, lot, a whole lot of people aren't white. Yeah. But it always, I mean, when you first see that, when you first start to see it, it's always glaring, you know, it's glaring. And it seems like, and so they say it's contrived, you know, and it's because it's because they aren't used yeah, to it, I yeah. guess, or something or they don't realize that you're, or there's people in, you know, like in our part of the country, you know, or in different parts of the country where they're, they look around and they don't see any, uh, they don't see any African-Americans around. They don't see, or some of them don't see any Latinos. Yeah. You don't see, you know, gay people walking around like the in some places, you know, it's like they don't see it. And so it always seems, and you know, maybe we have to just go through, I I think we have to go through a contrived period where it just feels like that. It feels like it's forced because we're making sure that it's starting to reflect more of the reality around us. And, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, as, 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 more opportunities open up, then it starts to become more natural that you, yeah. But I think where the big mistake is made is that, and one of the reasons why it seems contrived, I think, and maybe that's true in movies in general, at least in the United States, I think, is because of the look that we need from everybody. That the look has to be beautiful. And it has to be young, pretty much. Although, yeah, you know, maybe Leah and Luke were the uh, exception to that. Although Luke was a pretty mm-hmm. young-looking old, but uh, uh, and so and so when you have a big, let's say on a on a uh, on an advertisement, and you have uh, you know this thing with uh, X number of white kids and X number of black kids and X number of uh, you know Latinos or something like that, and but they're all look like they're from upper middle class families. Then you say, whose world is that? Yeah. No, it's not mine. 
and it just seems very contrived. Now, when I feel like I'm getting away from that is if, you, you know, you've seen all these, uh, you know, the, uh, let's say, the comedies from, from England, let's say, and how they don't worship, uh, you know, mm-hmm. youth and... Yeah, they, they want actors who are, who are funny. Yeah, and, they, and so you see, you see women on there that look like women when I walk outside. <laughs> I mean, they look like real women. And, yeah, and there's and there's obviously, I mean, that person is definitely over sixty, you know. And try to find yeah. somebody over sixty on most things that happen on American TV, you know. I mean, the way they the way they portray somebody over sixty in the U.S. is to is to get somebody who's about thirty five and spray a little gray in their hair, you know. <laughs> And who are strikingly yeah. beautiful, both male and female, you know, they're strikingly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so they're way beyond, they're, they're sort of like, you know, way beyond our realities. So, you know, there's that legitimate thing that we're getting some diversity, but maybe where our diversity also needs to be thought about is in terms of the, of the class diversity. You know, and, and getting more of a trying to break down the class distinction as well as the ethnic distinctions. I don't know, but anyway, I think these you know these general generally speaking, I think you know yes, the world is more PC than it used to be. Thank God! Oh my God! Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That some people are afraid about this idea of, you know, a woman being in charge of a of a galactic ship or something because I don't know. They're gonna get too emotional about it or something, I don't know. Why are they afraid of that? You know, I I really don't understand. I, because I, I see a lot of it. I mean, I mostly block people on Twitter if I see them like saying anything nasty or going after me or going after somebody I'm friends with. But it's it's sort of it's sort of baffling to to try to understand why that's threatening to them, like on a personal level. I don't. I think there's got to be some some really like deep seated inadequacy issues where you <laughs> really don't like yourself or like or maybe it's as simple as they they can they can pretend that they're like Luke Skywalker but they can't pretend that they're like Leah like Leia. Leia. Is it Leia? Yeah, oh, it's Leia. Sorry. I should know that by now. That's okay. Did you see the email mom sent to Kevin, Laura, and I today? No. That the subject line was just in case of death? <laughs> Did, but then she told you we were at the, uh, we were taking care of that today, right? Well, literally her email was like, it was like two sentences long. The subject line was, in case of death. 
And then it was, we prepaid for our body pickup and cremation today. So if we die, call Yoder, call funeral home. Love, mom. <laughs> like, this is an email that you would send. I was shocked to get it from mom. I wouldn't say anything like that. I would I would say you know your your mother and father have have worked out some arrangements in case we pass on to 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 be with Jesus and you know and you and so you won't have to be traumatized by that part of the of the thing I would go on and on like that you know Look, I, I'm like I'm grateful that you guys have that arranged. <laughs> However, you know, I call you every Saturday. I feel like that could have been a phone thing and not a me checking my email at work and seeing in case of death. That's sort of a general term too, you know. Like, is that in case somebody <laughs> dies out on the street today of New York City or something? That's pretty funny. But you know, the funniest part of that. We could probably put some of this on the podcast. Okay. Actually. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I might. Yeah. This is, just take that part out about Leia. Yeah, I'll cut that part out. Well, now I got to cut this part out too. No, you don't. Okay. Here's okay. the thing about Leia. I'll say it, but okay. Okay. So we're sitting there in the, in the funeral home and the guy says, there's a difference in price here between uh, $3,000 and $2,800. So it's $200 more. And the $200 more is for the box, okay? And this is the box to put your body in. Uh-huh. But but we're getting cremated, you yeah. know? So it's just a box where they hold you for a couple of days until they cremate you because they have to hold you for 48 hours or something like that. Okay. Okay. So if you don't want this box, then you supply your own. What do you mean you supply your own box? Well, then you save 250 bucks or whatever. And so, you know, we aren't talking about a, a casket here. This is like a it's holding like a, box. Like a cardboard box? So, well, like if you bought a refrigerator or something, you know, and then you cut it down a little bit <laughs> and put some flaps on it, and you can carry it into the nursing, I mean, to the uh, funeral home. And they'll use that, and then they'll save you 250 bucks. <laughs> so what did you guys go with? I just, I want to know, well, I want to know, know if I want to have to, like, go out and, like, like go to Kroger and say, hey, do you have any really big boxes? Yeah, I don't know, you know, I think you say, I want to buy a new refrigerator so that I can have the box in when you end up spending $800 or something. <clears throat> anyway, we took the uh, $250 okay. box that they supply. <laughs> so you aren't going to have to worry about that either. Or bring a big box home on the, on the, on the trip on the, on the airplane. You know? <laughs> it's my box for my mom. <laughs> it's just in case of death. <laughs> Oh. oh, Lordy. What do you think I of think that? that's pretty funny. Okay, so Leia dies. No, not in the movie. No, I meant in real yeah, life. Yeah, Carrie Fisher died. She died, and and that was a very traumatic moment. Yeah, I was, I was very but everyone, but every, But everyone was wondering, you know, how are they going to tie this mm-hmm. in, right? 
I mean, people didn't. Well, yeah, because the, right? the movie had had finished shooting at that point. Yeah, but still, they didn't know what her future was going to be and whether they were either going to, how are they going to try to do anything? And there was even some talk about CGing something or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think you know, they decided did, not to do that. Yeah. Did they say they weren't going to? They that that was said at one point that they're not going to do that. I mean, who knows whether they'll yeah. they'll change that, but. How old was she? Um, Carrie Fisher was, I mean, not that old. I think she was 60. Oh, yeah, she was pretty young. Jeez. How soon after the uh, shooting was over did she die? Um, she died the end of 2016. Um... I don't know. I don't know when shooting was for that movie. It it would have been, I mean, a few yeah. months, I think. Yeah. You know, I really like the way that they made her uh, look old. Yeah. I th- I didn't think it was fakey like I was talking yeah. about earlier. You know, it was more of a British kind of an old yeah. way. I mean, they just weren't. You know, but in a in a in a in a in an industry that worships the young, the youthful, you know, I thought it was that's something sort that Carrie talked about a lot. Um, I mean, she talked about it in her books. I think, and in interviews and stuff. I think, um, especially because, you know, she was nineteen when they did that first movie, and, you know, like strikingly beautiful, and so yeah. Then you know she does what everybody does, which is she gets older, and people people don't like that. I mean, she's still you know at sixty was a beautiful woman, but she was a beautiful sixty year old woman. And, yeah, right. And so, I, I imagine that was. I mean, that can't be easy in in an industry where people are not only constantly like judging you for it, but like thinking that it's okay to just like make comments on it, you know, like openly talking about somebody's yeah, looks or. Right. Yeah. The men were at open season in that way about, you know, how their hair looked. And, yeah. Know, nobody, like nobody talks about how Mark Hamill looks. Like he just gets to be Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But, well, it's a Hollywood, there's a, there's a big Hollywood problem there and they sh- they certainly haven't overcome it yet. They may be trying, and but like I say, I didn't think that uh, I didn't think that uh, Luke could have looked more authentically old. I think I think that that Leia looked a lot more authentically older than Luke did. Luke, they I think tried to cover it up with uh, shaggy hair and stuff like that, but but he obviously wasn't young, Luke. Yeah. Either. So, I don't know. PC. Ugh. <laughs> well, okay, go you ahead. You know, I think, I think there's, a, there's a danger because, I mean, there are, there are people who love Star Wars on both sides of the political spectrum. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. 
and there were a few people who seemed to be trying to make that point that you know that that uh, in a way you have to uh, I don't know you have to step back sometimes from trying to critique a a movie like this from the standpoint of a political agenda and and try to just talk about other <laughs> things <laughs> because because there are I don't know it just I was just over I, I started to really get depressed the more I would read this vitriolic stuff that comes you know yeah, I try to ignore it. I try to surround myself with people who are not like that. And I mean, people, even people who like who don't like this movie, but who don't like this movie for for other reasons than it had a bunch of women in it. Yeah, some of them, you know, it's like this is boring and it's way too long, and there's nothing happening, and you know, there's some legitimate ways you can argue on those those sides of things, I suppose. And maybe something's too simplistic. And sometimes I think things are too simplistic mm-hmm. myself. And I think that sometimes the, the problems get solved too easily by the force and not by the humans involved. I think that's a valid criticism. And I think sometimes that, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, well, the force will take care of this because, you know, it can do anything. It can even reach across these galaxies and have people hold hands and and uh, all of a sudden stones can go up into the air and you don't really have to train for it. And, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can say are way too simplistic. And where people don't have to struggle to get to where they are. Where they don't have to learn from their mistakes and uh, you know become better people because of that instead you can just sort of help me or want Kenobi you are my only hope well is there anything else that you want to say about Star Wars well we have to get it back into a positive note before we leave here because we can't leave on a downer so, how are we going to do that? What was what was your favorite part of this movie? Oh, wow. The favorite part. Um Well, I don't know. There's favorites this and favorites that, you know. I mean, that mirror thing, I thought it was sort of cool. But that was just because that was cool effect sort of like thing, you know. Yeah, like I it looks cool. Was, yeah, it sort of looks cool. The, uh, I, okay, my favorite part really was the character of the uh, of the guy who was the, you know the guy they go out to find to do the the the, the, the code decoder. the co- yeah the the code the breaker decoder guy yeah I really like him I mean his his uh, his acting just stands out there you know he just think wow that guy's cool you know his expressions are so cool and he's so 
self-possessed and he's just so yeah i i always i've always really liked that actor i think he's he's somebody who's always fascinating to watch because he's always making he's always making slightly like off-kilter choices you mean even in other movies and stuff well you know because he's in uh in the usual suspects he's the one who's always like mumbling and you can't really understand him uh, and that was that was uh, that was entirely his decision. Like that's not in that wasn't in the script. It was just huh. something he started doing on set, and everybody was like, "What's happening right now?" But then realized it was really good. And so when I was watching this movie, like he has that that occasional like little bit of a stutter. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm interested to to see in any in like interviews or commentary or stuff to see if that was scripted or if that was like who he is. if that was Benicio del Toro's choice. Wow, but I think he might have just decided to do that. Yeah, I thought he's just really super cool. I think that's super cool, and I you know. It's, it was good to see, it was good to see more women, more women in charge, I think. That was sort of cool. The, uh, the, the thing that worries me, though, is that, okay, that, uh, what's their names? Uh, Disney has their uh, hands on this thing now, right? Yeah. And are they, are they planning to sort of like do this every year for the next 40 years or something? Well, we don't really know yet. We know right now we just know the next we know the next two movies, which is that there's the Han Solo spin-off, which is the like the young Han Solo which is coming out in May. And then 2019 is the end of this trilogy. Yeah. Um they've said that Ryan Johnson, he's the guy who who directed this movie. They've said they're giving him his own trilogy, which it won't be like a direct sequel to this one. It's not going to be episode 10, 11, 12. But nobody knows what it is yet or when it's happening. But yeah, Disney, you know, they've already announced they're doing a they're doing a TV show next year. Whether it'll be every single year we get a movie, maybe, but probably at least like every two years. Yeah. See, that's sort of scary in a way because you think, okay, they're going to, of course, they, you know, when you spend what, three or four billion dollars for something? Yeah. I mean, they bought, I think they bought it for about four, five. Yeah. But anyway, four point something. Yeah. Okay. So if you buy something for that, then you got to wring out every little bloody little dollar you can out of it, you know? And so, you know, you can sort of like play it to death or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do worry about the point when, not about disliking one of the movies, because we already, you know, we had the prequels, and I didn't like those. Yeah. But I, I worry about the about when I hear there's a new Star Wars movie, and I no longer care. And you just go meh. Yeah. Yeah, like like has happened with the uh, with the Marvel, like all the Avengers movies. Uh. Like like I'll be excited about specific movies, like Black Panther comes out in a couple weeks and I'm very excited uh-huh. about that. Yeah. But 
I don't get excited every time I hear about one now because there have been so many of them and half of them I don't like. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just sort of over it. And I don't ever want to be that way about Star Wars. And so what will you do? You will have to. Well, I'll be very sad. But you'll have to abandon it or else you'll become just this person who just looks to the past and talks about that all the time, right? I mean, hopefully I'll find something different. Yeah. I, I like to be excited about things. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. But, you know, but you get excited about a lot of movie stuff, you know? Like that best movie you ever watched in your whole life, which was what? That last movie you watched? Uh, Phantom Thread. Yeah. Look, that, yeah, that was after movie excitement, and that might not be true, but I do think that movie's in my top ten movies of all time. Yeah. But here's the thing is, there's no there's no Phantom Thread franchise. Yeah, but that's the advantage it has, maybe. Yeah, but in terms of in terms of my excitement over it, it's over there's, now. There's and... not like I, well, it's over now, and I'll buy that movie and I'll watch it a few more times and I'll continue to like it. But I'm not going to do a Phantom Thread podcast. Yeah, probably not. Like it'd be pretty hard to do a weekly podcast about a <laughs> one single two-hour movie. You could do like five minutes at a time or something like that. Oh, there are mo- there are podcasts that do that. Oh my god! Yeah. Actually, they go through it minute by they go through movies minute by minute. I am not nostalgic for the original movies. Okay, so, are you looking? Yeah, somebody someone asked, asked, did it make me? No, I'm not. I think that this. I think that the latest movie is much more uh, filled out and uh, rich in a lot of ways than than what I remember of the of the the first uh, group. I mean, it's always cool how these things started and stuff like that, and, you know. But yeah, uh, I think we covered the other ones. You talked about you, you did explain the plot. <laughs> you talked about Leia. <sighs> You talked oh about Ray and Kylo. All right. We're in pretty good shape, huh? Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. Especially since I told you it was going to be like half an hour. And it, How long was this? Uh, well, the first section was 25 minutes, and this is like an hour 15. Yeah. You'll probably start cutting things. You'll get it down to about eight minutes or something. Nah, no, I think there's, <laughs> only about, there's only about five minutes that I know I got to cut. Okay. Okay, well, you're gonna tell me when I can listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you when you. I'll tell you when I put it up. Um, I was gonna say, and normally I ask people where they can find you, like people on Twitter, but you, you don't use Twitter, so no, they can write. They can write because I don't. I'm not on Facebook either or anything. Like okay. That. Um, if they come to Indiana. Okay. Or I'll, you people, you can, you can, um, if you want to give comments or feedback to my dad, you, you can email it to the show at cantobitepod at gmail.com and I'll pass it along to him. And if there's any like questions, I'll get him, I'll get him to give me some answers. But yeah. Right. Or if you think I ought to be committed, you know, send me somewhere or tell me where I should go or something like that. Yeah. If you have any mental health advice. <laughs> You can also pass that along. Yeah. Uh, you can find the show uh, on Twitter at CantoBitePod. We're also on Instagram there. And you can find me on Twitter 
at EFLind. That's at E-F-L-I-N-D. We are on SoundCloud, so you can follow us there. And please rate and review us on iTunes because that bumps up the visibility of the show. But thank you so much for listening to this special Dad Pod bonus. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Goodbye.